This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with... Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm good. I'm good. I've got a couple of... Um, we, we try to run the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we used to be just a show that's solely focused on beer in mm-hmm. the in the craft beer boom, and we still touch on beer from time to sure. time, but we wanted to expand our portfolio. And uh, I have a couple of items that nestle deep into the sports world, and one topic in particular that I know you would have thoughts on is the um, developing situation with Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. It was rumored that uh, he was dating singer Taylor Swift, and those rumors were confirmed this past Sunday when she was in the suite with Travis's mother Mm -hmm. watching the game against the Chicago Bears. And this caught the attention of everybody. The world. Nationwide, worldwide, because Taylor Swift has become a global phenomenon. She could run for president. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Can I confess something? Oh, yeah. I'm excited to hear that. You're you're a Swifty. I couldn't possibly care freaking less about this story. And okay, I don't okay. know why. So I, I, I need to I need to talk this out. Let because, me ask but you some I know questions. you have thoughts. Let me ask you some I know questions. you have thoughts, so go ahead. Are you not enamored by her skills? No, no, no. I, I have long been impressed. Here, here has been my, and this goes back to my My Talk 107.1 days. Mm-hmm. I have always been, and I'm not going to use the word fan of Taylor Swift, but I've always, because I've, I find fault with a lot of celebrities. <laughs> I mean a lot. Like, like I, all of them? Well, first yeah. first things first, I don't give a damn mm. about celebrities. If yeah. if someone walked into this room, I'd say, oh, hey, that's cool. He's sure. here. Or she's here. Whatever. Like uh, Kelly Endo that you're going to have on Garage sure, Logic but, but tomorrow. Frank's a guy. He's just a, he's, he's still a celebrity. Sure, but he's a guy that would go sit with us at uh, Lucky 13's sure. in Mendota. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. Um or 30 bales in, in in Hopkins. He would he would go have a beer with us. Sure. But and I've always said I think Taylor Swift is a good representation for young girls to follow because you're not going to see her Tumbling out of a limo in her mm. underwear or no. falling down drunk at a nightclub, you know, like some others. That she you, barely sings songs about her body parts. Right. So yeah. I think in you, you have daughters. Mm-hmm. So I think for someone like you, that's you, you can feel safe knowing that your girls are fans of hers. Does that make sense? It, 100%. And I don't, I mean, I have two boys and I don't think they're Taylor Swift fans. And if oh, they yeah. were, I guess Trust I don't me. care. They probably they are. are. <laughs> but Maybe guess, not of her music, but of other aspects right. of Taylor Swift. Um, but, but for me, it's like, eh, okay. But this story, oh my God, I don't care. Did you see how she came out of the booth? <laughs> I actually, did I mention that on the show during... So, yeah. she, so she was in Please the suite, describe. and she needed to get out of the suite and tell everyone how she oh, did it. we did. We discussed it All briefly right. on Monday Night Sports Talk. So word had started to circulate, obviously, at the stadium. That, that she's there. Holy yeah. crap, Taylor Swift is at the Chiefs game mm-hmm. um, at Arrowhead Stadium. 
And so, and I've never, I've never been to that stadium. I've been to Kansas City for games a, a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I've never been to Arrowhead Stadium. It, it, it's an older stadium. It was built in the '70s, so I don't know how the suite levels are constructed around yeah, where it, the public is, is able to go. really get in there. And, but uh, I would yeah. guess, and the, the Chiefs always draw very well. So my guess is, suite level had to be very, very popular because the Chiefs are good and they're a huge draw. Yeah. So when word started to circulate and the game was over, everyone started to just migrate towards the concourses and where people are just trying to get a glimpse. Just a glimpse. And so it appeared in what I saw on a video that surfaced on Twitter where the Arrowhead Stadium staff was moving a large refrigerator or a a refrigeration unit Mm -hmm. that, that very easily could have hid a live human being on sure. the inside of it. And that's what the rumor was that she snuck out that way. And that's the same kind of box she moves between her concerts, the front and the back in her concerts. Oh, I so didn't know people that knew part that like, Oh, she does that for her shows. Ergo, maybe she's in that thing. Okay. Um, Which would be how cool. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I, I thought, Oh, you can't even walk out of a stadium. Like that would be tough. Well, that's what I was going to say. I couldn't. And again, I, you, you sign up for it willingly. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you, you got to take the fame with everything that goes with it. Sure. I couldn't imagine having to live my life that way. It would it would be cool for about a day, maybe two. Yeah. And then I would say, okay, enough. I don't want to be Taylor Swift anymore. You would have to have friends that you made before you were famous because you could never make a true friend afterwards. Oh, no. Because you'd say, well, this person just, I mean, it would just never, you'd have to have like people, um, Michelle Obama would have to become your friend. Right. Although then you'd say, Michelle, still, there'd still be something. You'd still wonder why you were friends. Right. Sure. So they would have to be preemptive. The only nice thing about Taylor Swift is having to live that life where you can't be out and stuff. At least you have a piles and piles full of successful money. Right. She did a great job. Sure. It's the people who are infamous. Right. Where you're super famous, but you have no money and you have to walk out of that or, or you have to work at that stadium. Mm-hmm. And people are like, are you the guy who threw the two donuts down your throat? And say, yeah, I am. You know, you have all this fame or infamy, but you have no nothing and to protect you. The comeback that a lot of people would have and, and those that are listening to this would probably have as well is, yeah, but, you know, think of all the money. Yes, that is true. But then also think about the money. Every single time you encounter somebody, for the most yeah, part, yeah. you're being asked for, hey, would you mind donating to this cause? Sure. Hey, you know what? We're really having a tough time here with this, that, and the other. So that would get so old yeah. so fast. Yeah. So yeah, it would be very it would be very tough. But I did see um Travis and her walking out, right? Mm-hmm. And Travis had a jean jacket with white and blue jean jacket with matching pants. He had the Canadian tuxedo on. He had, but even st- stupider looking than the normal Canadian sure. tuxedo. It wasn't just a pair of blue jeans and a. And it looked as though Travis washed his Canadian tuxedo in bleach, like an acid washed Canadian yep. tuxedo. Yep. And I thought, I don't know if you remember this, but Britney Spears was one time dating Justin Timberlake. Sure. And when Justin still had the curly hair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he, they had gone to a party, and he wore a jean jacket tuxedo like that. And I thought, I wonder if Travis had anything in his mind that said, this is the same type of picture of Justin and Brittany 
as me and her. Hmm. I wonder, I'll bring up the pictures because it is really, that's the first thing I thought of. And then I thought to myself, why on God's green earth do professional athletes have to dress like total a-holes? What is going on? Why? Kirk Cousins comes in, he has a quarter zip on, a pair of shorts, tennis shoes on because he's an athlete, right? right? And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I almost get it where team said, hey, you got to wear a sport coat, pair of khaki pants and a sport coat. You know, don't have to wear a tie, but let's look professional, right? right? But he was just coming to the stadium. He wasn't flying anywhere. Why on God's green earth? Did the, remember Cam Newton? Yep. And and every and the outfit, outfits always had to become some type of staple or some type. It, it of, was bigger than he was. Mm-hmm. His fashion, his weird fashion became. And then all my mind thinks is someone suckered that you into that for eleven grand and you look like a moron, right. like a total. See, moron. that's why I would be such a boring celebrity, because I would probably <laughs> dress the same that I do now. I one hundred percent believe that. I, I, and and the thing is, there was a time in my life where I had, and it was before I worked here. Where I had to dress up for work every day, and I hated it. Was that was that more than khaki pants? What oh yeah, you? it was. It was you know it was business casual business. What's the what's the the step up from business casual? Uh, business dress. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever yeah. it's called. No. And so, oh yeah, look at that. I just showed him the picture of Justin Timberlake in that. See, I mean that that was that outfit is better. Justin Timberlake's outfit is better than than Kelsey's. I'm not really looking at okay. Justin's outfit, oh. but anyway. Oh, okay, got it. Um, but I had I had a port. So I would say I had a three year stretch where I had to wear. Um, you know, it was business casual for Friday. Yeah. It was business dress Monday through Thursday. Is this when you were in the club business, like yeah, the the sports, kind of, yeah, okay, ex- exactly. sports entertainment or whatever? But then there were also, hey, it's suit and tie week because we've got people in town. We've oh, got really? a whole. Oh, it was yeah. There were, there were stretches where I had and I I hated it. I have a good buddy. It who, so wasn't me at all. Who he's a CPA, he's an accountant, mm-hmm. right? And he for years wore a suit. For years, just wore a suit. I mean, from right right when he got out of college, he wore a suit, right? And now, for like the last 10 years, everything, no one's coming to his office anymore. All things are different. He wears shorts and a quarter zip, exactly what we wear every day, mm-hmm. right? Just a polo shirt and a quarter zip. And I said to him today, in fact, I said, don't you miss those days where people would see you at a Chipotle and say, that guy must be important because he's at a Chipotle, but he has a business suit on, right? <laughs> now we just all look like the same guy, like we're just getting ready to go play golf, right? Right. And me, you know, I we, we wear shorts. FYI, at, at Fratelloni's in the summertime, we all wear shorts because we're in garden business, right? You, you just get instantly dirty. You're instantly dirty because you're moving bags around and it's hot and stuff. So we wear polo shirts. And then in the wintertime, we'll, we'll switch for our shorts to khakis, right? Khaki pants. And we're super professional looking for hardware store guys, right? Right. It's it's totally different. And I'm like, I ask our team to dress in a polo shirt and khakis during the winter. And I go look at other businesses and I go look at other bankers and they'll have a t-shirt on it. The teller will have a t-shirt on. I think, how? You're a banker. Put on a clip-on tie. Let's look good. You're holding some money for people. You should look professional. Well, we've lowered the dress code in Washington, so why not have that extend to the yeah, everyday people? That's a very people? good point. What do you think? Did, did you see Rand Paul come to uh, come to work with a full robe on? I, I have just become... I have... What's the word I want to use? I have grown to basically detest everybody that holds any type of political office. Sure. Yeah. I don't care what side of the alley you're on. I just... I 
pretty much hate everybody associated with politics. Then why were you looking up all those pictures of Lauren, Lauren Boebert? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you uh, hated every yeah. you hated everybody except her. Yeah, yeah. she seems like a fun politician. I bet she is. I bet you anything. I, I know a handful of politicians, like just at the most basic level, and some handful of them handful was the word you used on purpose, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I just know just a few, right? Just a, 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 I don't know her okay. a handful. Anyway, um, but they're just nice people. Some are just nice people. Like I, I, that's I have a really hard time, especially being on this show, right? I don't like to say bad things about people until I've literally met them and say, oh, I can now say bad things about them. But the problem is, is after I meet people, they're all just super nice, right? Politicians aren't normally just complete a-holes. Right. Uh, until they get elected. Until they have too much power. <laughs> and again, all we're seeing is seven words of the 400 words they said in True. a speech. And it's like, okay, True. it's hard to take. So I, I like to take people one-on-one, but you don't get a lot of chances to meet them that way. Right? Well, and, the, and the other problem too is the fact that the only time they truly seem to care about you, me, or, or, and, and, mm-hmm. and anybody is, oh, when it's time that they need my vote again or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and that's why it, the, the fraudulent nature of the entire thing is just laughable. I think opinion. I would be like... Oh. Okay, let's let's think this out. Go ahead. Right? I don't want to be a politician. But I could see someone like me being a politician. In, in fact, sense, I believe I know somebody that wanted you to become a politician. Yeah, and I get that. And <laughs> and I thought for a little bit when I was 25 I ran for city council in, in Roseville, you know that story, mm-hmm. and that was my political experience right there. But I get like I genuinely want people to succeed, right? Republican, Democrat, I don't care. I want everybody to have a better life. Sure. Yeah. And I think if I got into politics, I, if someone said to me, you're just here for the, I mean, no, that's exactly why I, I, I'm here to just have everybody win. You might not believe getting to the win is the same path, right? We might have totally divergent paths, but I want everybody to win. And that would crush me if someone thought that I was doing it for anything duplicitous or right. self-serving. And I do think we have a lot of politicians. I mean, Mark Dayton didn't need more money. True. Maybe Mark Dayton just really wanted to help Minnesota, wanted Minnesota to be the best. He was going down a different road than you and I might have gone down or the same road. I don't even know. He did a lot of things I agreed with and a lot of things I probably didn't agree with. But I, I, to someone to look at Mark Dayton and say, you want to just make this money? It's like Mark Dayton had 200 million bucks in the bank or whatever. He did not need the stress of, of being governor. Yep. Walls, on the other hand. Maybe. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know him. Have you met him before in uh, person? Mark Dayton? No, Walls. Governor Walls. No. Um, no. You yeah. should see if he could come on the show. That's not, a great idea. Not, that, not Garage <laughs> Logic, because he'd be probably not do it, but the beer show, because he might like a good beer. I, if that I, guy doesn't like a good beer, I don't know who would. I, I, I could try that. Yeah, we I could do love, I, I hate talking about X or Twitter, but I follow Governor Walls on Twitter, mm-hmm. and every tweet is, Minnesota was just ranked number one in business <laughs> climate uh, for the fourth year in a row. And I'm like, who's who's ranking? Right. Who's ranking is that? And are we really number one? That seems That seems very impressive that we keep getting number one. He's very good at getting number ones. He really is. Yeah, for a number two. So you didn't really offer up much commentary on the Swift Kelsey. And of course, here's what's going to come next. I, I, sh- I And I should finish. I think he could do better. You think, think he could? Yeah. Or she could? I think she's incredibly successful. I don't find her overly attractive. She's like an okay girl. She's a she's a she's a girl in high school that would be in in the band, right? She'd be a talent. But She'd be an actress. That, but isn't that part of why she has become so successful? Sure, sure. But it's she's because not. she can she's relatable on that front. M- maybe. But Travis Kelsey, handsome, professional athlete. Yeah. Right? I think 
he should go, he and Tom Brady should go out and find themselves some some Brazilian I supermodels. Just, I, I think I know why I don't really care about this. Oh, yeah. What's that? Well, A, this relationship is probably going to last about six minutes. I can already envision them having babies. Well, I can already envision And I, I don't know who to give it credit to, but someone had a great line on Sunday because this was all over social media mm-hmm. on Sunday is the fact that I cannot wait for Taylor's breakup song about this relationship oh, yeah, in three yeah, months. yeah. So that part of it is like, well, okay, whatever. This is the the hot new thing, the social media trending thing mm-hmm. for today. So immediately I think, oh, God, whatever. The other part of it is we're going to come up with a name. Yeah, have we come up with one? The yeah. the the Benefer, the yeah. the what was the what was the Brad and Angelina? Brand- Brangelina. We're just, yeah. why, why can't? Why? Why do we need that? I'm sure when uh, Kelsey's sprinting down the middle, they'll say, oh, he ran swiftly, and they'll do a bunch of that well, just over and over. Did they already do that yet? They were playing Jacksonville last year, and Ian Eagle was doing their game, and Ian, er, and, and Kelsey caught a touchdown pass, and he uh, something about how oh, he finds the blank space, which is, of course, a Taylor Swift song, and he 100% did it on purpose. Oh, okay. And it was pretty creative and very well that done, is. and, of course, okay. made him... Uh, got him a little bit of notoriety, sure, sure. and I thought, well, that's just the world we live in now. It, we we live in this constant adoration on social media nonsense that's just seeped into every avenue of our the life. The Chiefs play us one in two weeks, October eighth, October eighth, and they play here. They do. Uh, do you think she's going to show up for that? Not only was I thinking about that, um, we both know somebody that has. Um, season tickets mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the secondary market for that it's ticket. Well, it was already very high to okay. begin with because what the Vikings do is when you have a season ticket package, you have your premium games. Mm-hmm. So obviously the Packer game is always going to be a premium game because it's a, sure. it's a huge ticket. When the bears are good, that can be a premium game, although they're lousy right now. But when the Cowboys come to town, that's yeah. a premium yeah. game. When the Chiefs were on the home schedule, that became like, oh boy, that's going to be the hottest ticket for the Vikings season, mm-hmm. in in my opinion. Sure. And so, of course, every season ticket holder puts a ridiculous asking yeah, price yeah. on that particular game, and they were flying off the shelf. Really? Yes. Okay. Because of the fact that if, let's just say we get, because what is that? What is it? That's a week from Sunday. So after the Vikings go lose to Carolina this week, then they come back home so they can lose to Kansas City next week. Mm-hmm. And the thinking is, well, if it's announced that she's coming, can you imagine what the demand for that particular game is going to be? We and and it's us. We're oh, Minnesotans. Oh, I know. We will be we will be playing her music in the stadium oh, every time they score. Well, or if, if one of uh, our players gets hit real hard, we'll play "Shake It Off" like shake, and people will be going nuts, and we'll just sing to her, and she'll stand up, she'll stand up, and she'll wave to the crowd like "Hi, folks!" like royalty. And I don't know if she's ever done this. I don't know. You might be able to look this up, but I don't know if Taylor Swift has ever done a Prince cover, and if she has, somehow. Minnesotans will play this. Our favorite leader in the musical business was Prince, but now we have to hand the crown to you. So we're going to play your cover of Prince's Purple Rain wow. in our stadium. And then they're going to show 31-year-old women crying, crying because that will be so beautiful. That will be the most touching thing. And then we'll lose 47 to 4, <laughs> right? And then what? Can I, can I ask you a sports-related question? Please. 
I'm a um, if I were to pick a different team than the Minnesota Vikings, I would root for the Miami Dolphins, right? I've always liked their I like the fact that they're Miami. I think Miami's cool. Um, you love teal. I, I I think teal is kind of a cool color, right? I mean, it's not on my top ten, but I think it's a cool color. But I, you know, I don't get to watch many of their games because they're in a different conference, right? What happened to them? How did they score seventy points? They have an extremely innovative, offensive-minded coach. Okay. I think they have, well, even though he's a human piece of garbage, they have one of the best wide receivers in the game in Tyreek Hill. Okay. Um, I've always been a big fan of their quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, mm-hmm. and he's He's played well. Okay. Um, it was just one of, and Denver's really, really, really and how bad. Many, how many touchdowns did Tua have by himself? Did he run some touchdowns? No, but he. It was he four had passing like touchdowns five or something. Passing touchdowns, okay. something like that. Something like that. Okay. Uh, I apologize for shifting gears completely outside of the Miami Dolphins. But okay. we have massive breaking news. Oh no! Uh, I'm just seeing this oddly enough via social media. This comes to us from the Star Tribune, and I'd be I'm only bringing this up because I'm curious to get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Target Corporation has just announced breaking news that they are going to close nine stores October 21st because of theft and crime. Wow. The company just announced minutes ago. Are you ready for this? Sure. Target Corporation will shutter nine stores Oh, across four states. See, the Star Tribune said nine stores. I thought that meant locally here, but this is still a pretty big deal. It's a big story. On October 21st, because of theft and crime, which I'm shocked that they included this in their headline, Target said it made the difficult decision to close the stores, which include locations in the Harlem neighborhood of New York City, Seattle, Portland, and the San Francisco Bay Area after the Minneapolis-based company tried ineffective theft-preventive measures. The company tried adding more security, including third-party guards, and used theft deterrents like locking up merchandise. I can go on, but we got the gist of the story. Michael, I've seen before and after images of what what do we call the area in Beverly Hills where all the fancy shops are? Is Rodeo that the, Drive. Is that Rodeo yeah. Drive? Thank you very much. It's a freaking ghost town. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I'm not saying I'm taking glee in this, but I can't help. I've had this response to a lot of these different stories that we've discussed on, discussed on Garage Logic. And the reason I'm bringing this up right now and the reason I find this shocking is I'm sorry, people, but you get what you. What you basically sure. asked for, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if if you were, let me ask a question. Because you're a retailer, so I'm were, curious to get your point. Were of those view on towns this. run by who? What what <laughs> what group ran those towns? I believe those are predominantly Democrat-run cities. Okay, and and so maybe this the crime fighting crime. Is, is is not uh, not a big deal. So what I would say to Target is somebody has to, and I think Walgreens would be a good example. They have to make their loyalty programs really strong. And say, when you come to the door of our store, you show us your loyalty card or you show us your phone and you prove that you've had loyalty with us before. Come on in. You're welcome. If you can't do that, congratulations. You can't come in. And or you say, "Um, we need to see your driver's license or we need to see this. And until we do that, until retailers, I mean, you look at Walgreens that are just getting raped just getting robbed blind. You can't go in. I, I was in a, a store today, earlier today, and like their gym shorts were all locked up. I'm like, what's going on? This is a, a store in Roseville, right? But they're just so tired of getting robbed. And until they say, okay, congratulations, you can't get into a stadium without a ticket and a security search. 
now you can't get into a target without a, you, you got to be part of the rewards group or you have to prove who you are before you come in. I'm really shocked that the Mall America hasn't done that yet. Well, that's got to um, be coming. I mean, look at, look at, look at the, the amount of crime and all sorts of various issues that they've had just in that particular mall alone. Granted, it's a, a massive mall, but in just in that one mall alone. I just think, why wouldn't you try it? Everyone who's there to shop would be okay with, I'll show you my rewards card. I want to have a clean, safe shopping experience. All right. I said I was done with the story, but Mm -hmm. I lied. Check out this one number. In the spring, Target executives said that they expected inventory shrink, which we all know what that is, uh, which they attributed in large part to theft and organized retail crime, which is also a massive problem. That is me adding editorial comment, to reduce the company's profitability by more than $500 million this year mm-hmm. compared to last year, meaning wow. that's just an, an, an additional $500 million. Yeah. What, what is the serious question now? Serious question. What are we going to be looking like in five years, right? Well, I think there's got to, I mean, retailers cannot, it's very possible that these stores never made money. Right, so they just said, "Hey, I'm going to go." It's crime, and they're not profitable stores. We're going to close mean, them down. What do you down. mean by that? So the, maybe, maybe these Target stores, these nine stores, were never profitable to begin with, right? And Target said, "Hey, this crime is unsustainable, and we're going to just go ahead and close these stores." Right, and that that would be a logical business move. The problem is, is the stores that were making money, if they still have to be encumbered by all this theft and shrinkage, they're going to start going away. But at some point in time, Target's going to say, "I can't let that store close because that was making us." net a couple million dollars a year. We need that location, whatever the math is. We have to, of that a couple million dollars, we need to put in security at the front that checks IDs when you come in, that makes you walk through a, a you know, you can't get into the fair without being wanted, right? You got to go through a metal detector. Can't get into any stadium. Well, you can't get all, why not make people buy a ticket to get into Target? What well, I would much rather have a mall of America where they said, uh, oh, hello, Mike. I, I see your ID. Right, go ahead, you know, scan my ID to get me in. And then when they say, oh, uh, you know, Jim, it, I notice you have some gun charges against you. You can't come in, right? And or you're on probation, but we know who you are. We're tracking you because they have a, a device, I'm sure, a camera system at the mall that could watch somebody. And they're going to just have to come up with that next thing. Locking down everything doesn't work, right? Why let people into your store? And then lock everything up. Why don't you just lock the door and let shoppers shop on the inside, Hmm. right? You know, it just stop them at the front door. Think about what you just said. And I don't disagree with Mm -hmm. one word that came out of your mouth. Think about what you just said. And imagine going into a time machine 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and telling yourself that. And you're like, oh, that's, uh, come on, you're acting crazy. That's never going to happen. That's what's happened in the last decade. You, you can't get into any bar. Like some bars, you were in the bar business for years. You couldn't just, if I was wearing shorts and a khaki, a khaki shorts and a polo shirt, they would have said, sorry, you can't come in. Right? Right. I mean, uh, why can't they say, all? my mind is just, even if you could just identify yourself, you don't, doesn't, we don't have to run background checks on you, but you, we have to know who you are when you come into the store. Case in point. We were in, it was, there was me and my wife and two other couples, and we were vacationing in the greater Orlando area. A friend of mine worked for, I think same company, but worked for a construction company that owned a house in, in Orlando with that, hey, quick, cheap getaway for, for us. Uh, we can go watch, you know, whatever. We can mm-hmm. go to the beach. We can go to the, whatever. So we just went down there. It was, it was a great time. And 
we have to be going out and about. And uh, one of the my friend's wives was pregnant at the time, so we had a driver. It was perfect, perfect, yeah. right? And I remember we pulled up to this this great little restaurant nightclub spot. Mm. It's like seven thirty at night, and uh, the guy goes, "Oh, sorry, uh, we can't let you in." I'm thinking, "Well, we're what, what, what's what's yeah. going on?" Well, my one friend had flip flops on. Sure. And that's literally the reason that they were not going to let us come in and spend probably, we were each going to probably spend a hundred bucks or whatever it was. If it's a club, it's a club, right? That's the rules. And we said, oh, well, all right. Applebee's it is for us, I guess, then, or whatever, you know. Oh, that's funny. But uh, but it's just that that mindset now into everyday life of just retail shopping, it's it's crazy. That's what they'll, they'll have to have a bouncer at the door who says, come on in. And that's just the way it's going to have to be. There's no other answer besides stopping pe- for people from just coming in. There is no other answer. I remember I was coming into a club. This was years ago. And the, the bouncer said to me, he goes, does, does your sweater have sleeves on it? And I said, I, I'm sorry, what? He goes, does your sweater have sleeves? And I'm like, does my sweater have sleeves? Like I had a jacket on, right? Sure. And I was like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I don't understand. He's like, oh, my God, does your sweater have sleeves? And he's start trying to pull my jacket down. And, you know, I had like a normal sweater on. He's like, oh, okay, you're good. And I'm like, well, if I would have had a sweater with no sleeves on, he goes, then you're yep, you're, you couldn't come in. And I said, oh, I had no idea wow. that that was a thing that I, if a sweater that had no sleeves prevented me from coming into the bar. And I was like, well, now I know. So next time I was like, I'm going to make sure that I have sweater with extra long sleeves on. But I, I remember being so perplexed, like, what, what are you asking me? Why? Of course my sweater has sleeves on it. Didn't even think that a sweater vest would have prevented me from getting into the club. I made the grave mistake of glancing quick at the comments on the Star Tribune. Mm-hmm. And it's just we, not surprising They're whatsoever. They're just saying, good for you, Target, just leaving these towns. Well, it's it's a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. it's just people are so freaking misguided and yeah. don't... Well, how could they do that? You, you just don't understand how business no. works, do you? Yeah. You just think, oh, they, they should just... They're a billion-dollar corporation. They, no, you don't get... How business yeah, yeah, works. Yeah, they won't be a billion-dollar corporation. Right. They'll be a zero-dollar corporation. What we have to mm. remind ourselves, Reavers, and I think we really have to say this out loud, two plus two always equals four, period. Yep. There is no other answer than no, that. No. And if you're losing money on these nine stores— And if you think it's green, the answer, then you're uh, an idiot. Yes, yes, or anything <laughs> but, right? right? It's two plus two equals four, so uh, Target, I'm sure, said to themselves, hey, this two plus two is not equaling four here. we got to close these things down because we're just getting our butts kicked. And we don't—and, you know— Talk about demoralizing for teams, for the staff, right? If you worked in one of those stores, what what really sucks is if those stores were in tough areas, right? The people that work there need those jobs, right? The people that live near those stores need the value of what Target and Walmarts bring, right? Mm -hmm. They need to be able to get groceries inexpensively and good food and safe stores. And they need that just kind of more than anybody else in case they don't have mobility, you know, uh, great mobility answers, right? So they're the ones getting the most screwed. So you'd think they'd be the ones saying, hey, we don't want you to go. What can we do to help prevent theft? Because we know that the people stealing, it's a one-tenth of one percent of the population going nuts, Yeah, where they're just going yep. nuts. Yep. So the rest of us need to stand up and say, hey, we'll protect your store. We'll stand outside. We cannot have the Walmart close. When you when you heard all the grocery stores or uh, some grocery chain Walmart is leaving 
Chicago, yep. right? Yep. And they said, we've never had profitable stores here ever, and now they're really not profitable. We're leaving. Well, you know what that does to the average person who lives by a Walmart and was using that as their grocery store? That screws them. It sure does, it, Mike. I mean, it, it's, it, now when they talk about, and the best part about this, and I'm sure you've heard this, is Chicago saying, hey, don't worry about it. We don't even want Walmart. We'll open our own grocery stores. Good luck with all that. Wait. <laughs> this will be the world's best test to see, oh, if you think the government can do it better, watch them run a grocery store. Remember when Bernie Sanders said, you know, when he was talking about bread lines, he goes, well, at least the nice thing about a bread line is there bread at the end of the line. That's what a grocery store is going to look like in Chicago. You're going to walk in and there's going to be no bread, Ugh. right? Because they're not going to be able to run it compared to a, a great Cub Foods here or a, whatever we have here with 24 feet of whatever bread choice we possibly could want. My mind is just swimming right now. Um, I got another story I want to get to, but mm-hmm. first I got a great email um, from Benjamin who was listening to our show last week and he says, Hey Reeves, love the show with you and Mike. I do want to confirm that you can buy the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup BBAMS at Harmony Spirits. More was just bottled today. Uh, This was dated on Friday. And Harmony Spirits will have it added to their stock, available for purchase on Wednesday, September 27th. I'm going to tell you something right now. (laughs) I have two sons Mm. who are, they're not necessarily picky eaters. Sure. But when it comes to like breakfast or whatever, they're going to have what they want to have and they want to have it now. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, French toast sticks, mm-hmm. I love them. Are now a morning staple at my house because of the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. I got one email from a, from a gentleman. No, there's no booze in it. I'm not giving my kids bourbon for breakfast. Oh, yeah. But the maple syrup, I am not joking. It's in freaking credible. So if you, let's say you're not a drinker. And you want to help support Harmony Spirits? There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. It's seriously their maple syrup is so so freaking good. I have to get some of that. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, here's why I wanted to bring this mm. up. Are you ready? I am. Here's why I know you, Mike Fredaloni, are going to drive all the way to Harmony, Minnesota, Ooh. and grab some of this bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. Are you ready? Yes. This is from Benjamin <clears throat> Reeves. For your own benefit, remember to use. The bourbon barrel aged maple syrup when you use your grill or smoker. I have attached a picture and a recipe from a customer of mine that used it on some ribs. Please continue to support Harmony Spirits. We thank you very, very much. Here's the recipe. On a rack of ribs, apply your favorite rub, just like you would. Mm -hmm. Slow and low with the heat. Mix four ounces of bourbon barrel aged maple syrup with four ounces of apple cider in a spray bottle. Mm. Once your rub has set up on the ribs, mist, not blast, mist (laughs) the mixture over your ribs every 10 to 20 minutes. This will create a beautiful crust on the outside of your ribs. Enjoy when done. Holy that Bleep. sounds good, doesn't I it? I am going to uh, 100% do this this weekend. That sounds really good. Because I'm a ribs guy. Okay. And I even, uh, I made ribs on my on my smoker from, from Fratelloni's mm-hmm. uh, two two weekends ago. Okay. Um, and I'm going to do it this weekend because we have a lighter Saturday a- uh, activity schedule. So I'm going to do it this Saturday. And I'm 100% doing this. Do you this. wake up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and throw the ribs on or is it? No. Okay. I'll do it around... Lunchtime, maybe a little bit before lunchtime, and then I'll have it later on in the day. You know, I'll do it. You know, eight. I'll eat dinner at eight, nine o'clock at night or yeah. whatever. But that's that's when I'll do it. You know how I do my ribs? <laughs> it's unbelievable. I pull my grill out. I confirm that there's no gas in the tank. Okay. And then I call Famous Dave's, and then I drive there, and then you get the devil spit 
Have you ever had the devil spit barbecue sauce? I, I haven't been brave enough. It's so good. And then, like, you know, some people, it takes two hours, eight hours, 10 hours to do ribs. It takes me like 15 minutes to do them. Wow. And I could be done. I could Plus be, tip. I, on the way home, <laughs> I could have eaten half of them. And they're so good. I live real close to a famous day. Yeah, you, so get, you get an order uh, to bring home, but yep. then you get an order to eat on the In way the car, home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I just take like a, a towel that I stole from like some hotel, like mm-hmm. a white towel, well, and, and I just lay it across my lap I and just drop them down. I convinced my there. oldest um, to, to, to try ribs because I told him, we were in Kansas City for the 4th of July two summers ago, and I introduced them to Smokey Joe's Barbecue in Kansas City, thanks to Lavelle Neal. Who I said, I, Lava, because Lava used to live in mm-hmm. Kansas City. I said, I need it. Where do we go? He yeah. goes, you got to go to Smokey Joe's. It's the best, blah, blah, blah. We'd had burnt tips. Oh, And yeah. my, let's see, he would have been 10 years old at the time. He devoured the entire. Mm. I said we were supposed to share those. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go back and get another order of, mm. of burnt tips, and then of course my wife ate the because oh, nice. burnt tips are the best. They're, yeah, they're good. And so I said, well, I'll I'll char these on the outside. And so he goes, oh, these are really good. Yeah, that, that's what burnt tips are. Sure. It's the burnt uh, edge of the rib. It's really mm. good. Anyway, so boy, I gotta I gotta try that. So Benjamin, thank you very very much for the email and. Uh, Please go down there, uh, grab yourself maybe some some vodka, some rum, some whatever, but also grab some maple syrup for mm-hmm. family gatherings, what have you. Um, but it's it's really, really good. Uh, and also, please continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name uh, at your local liquor store. It's going to help continue to spread the word uh, because those guys are awesome, and we want to continue to help support them here on the Weekly Scramble. So there you go. One sad note before we go. Um, it was brought to my attention today that um, – we're in the final week of Major League Baseball's regular season. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, I always get a little sad. Do you? When it's the last week of the regular season, and you're going to say, well, you got you know nine weeks of playoffs, Reavers. What are you so sad about? Yeah. It's just the routine of it all. The fact that I'm in the car, I'm driving home, and I'm listening to the ball game. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that. I love listening to the baseball game when I'm driving home. That's just what I do. That's or, why you live so far away, so you can have that downtime. In fact, I'm thinking about even moving further oh, southwest nice. just so I can listen to baseball on the radio even longer. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, so, that's. Uh, I'm sorry that that year is ending for you. I had no concept if it was still going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we we uh, won the division. That was something. We did. Right? Yes, so yes, did. I, I thought we were going to throw it down the toilet, but we did. And with uh, some, a substantial amount of games left, what do we have? Seven games left, and we still... Something like that, right? Six. Six, seven Six games, games whatever there. it is. We still have plenty of time to just... But but we won, no matter what. Right. Right. And we're over five hundred, which is huge it's for us. It's massive. It's yes. massive. So and I think who do we know who we're gonna play in the playoffs? Not yet. It will either be Toronto, Seattle, and possibly Houston, but it's more likely gonna be Seattle or Toronto. But I have a strange feeling we're gonna go to the World Series this year because you know who we don't have to play? The Yankees. The Yankees. Right. So there's a chance that we can get past this because we won't the dreaded Yankees won't take our You're right. m- lunch money. There is a chance. There is always a chance. <laughs> Reavers, you are the best. Thank you, Michael. Uh, please do us a favor and rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We w- really, really appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. Until then, cheers.